0: up on the show
1: welcome into the sports buffoons podcast. hey there everybody welcome i count into an in the hoops episode my name is Sandra dawson of the whiskey sports podcast and the sports buffoons and join me Over here is Jason Grayson of the Sports Buffoons.
0: Jason, what's up? What's happening, guys?
1: What's up? Hey, great to be back on the show. I missed it last week due to uh, my daughter's birthday weekend, Uh, but sounded like Mike filled in just fine, so that's a good thing. Uh, Guys, we got a great show today. We're going to talk a little Joker, Embiid, MVP action, and then we'll bring up uh, maybe something that, you know, if LeBron was healthy. Could this Lakers team work? But we'll get more into that later here. Uh, Yes, there is NBA still going on despite the madness happening this weekend. Uh, Lots, of course, happening over this next month. And next next thing you know, in April here, the playoffs begin. So we still got NBA to talk about, even even though the excitement is on the college side of things. So, Jason, let's get into it, dude. Joker and Joel Embiid. Going at it for the MVP race, Uh, I guess I kind of want to know where you're sitting at because I got a feeling you may not know where I'm sitting at on the MVP race, Uh, but where 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 are you leaning towards?
0: Well, if you look at the betting odds, Joel Embiid is now the front runner, uh, which has not been the case for most of the year. Uh, Jokic has been the betting favorite, however... Um, Denver's on a little bit of a skid right now. I think they've lost four in a row, whereas the Sixers have won like seven games in a row. And so Philly's really hot right now. And that's that's the biggest factor, I think, in putting Embiid as the front runner. But also when you look at their numbers, Embiid over the course of the season uh, has been 33, 10, and four. But over the last two weeks, he's bumped those numbers up a little bit up to 37, nine and five, but actually his field goal percentage has gone up um, to 62% over the last two weeks. Yep. And also his, his blocks, his shot blocking and the way that he impacts the game and, and alters shots has gone up. He's gone from 1.7 blocks on the season up to 2.7 blocks over the last two weeks. So he's playing like a monster. Um, And his team is hot right now. And so you look at Jokic, uh, yeah, I understand they're the number one seed and Philly is only the number three, but their records are almost the same. Uh, Philly actually has a better record than Denver right now. Uh, Denver has one more loss on the season than Philly. So if they were in the same conference, Philly would be ahead of them in the standings, so I don't really care about the fact that Denver's number one right now. Uh, Joker's numbers they haven't really gone down that much, um, but for me, you know, it, it's all it all comes down to defense, and we've known for the longest time now that Joel Embiid is a much better defender than Nikola Jokic, and I think that's one thing that just never gets taken into account whether you're talking about an an MVP race or who the best player in the league is. We all, all as fans, most of us, we just want to see, you know, big offensive stats. And that's the only thing that most people care about. But I think the defensive ratings and things of that sort need to be uh, taken into account. Um, You look at their defensive rating, 76ers are number six in the league. Uh, The Nuggets are 15th, so as a team, uh, they have a higher defensive rating. Um, Jokic, I wouldn't necessarily call him a bad defensive player. I would just call him average. He's he's just a guy on the defensive side of the court, whereas I would say Joel Embiid is an elite defender because you don't just look at the shot-blocking ability. You look at the fact of uh, the shots that get altered and the shots that never get taken. I mean, if you see that monster, Joel Embiid um, standing in the middle of the lane, uh, that alters a lot of shots, and then players just decide that they don't want to take certain shots that they would normally be taking, so he impacts the entire game on the defensive side of the floor, whereas Jokic, you know, like I said, he's just a guy. Um, Joel Embiid also has, uh, he ranks higher in pick and roll defense, Um, he's, He's like ninth in the league. Uh, he's also a better defender of shots. He average uh, he allows about fifty two percent field goal percentage effectively, and whereas Jokic allows fifty seven percent field goal percentage. So, you know, it, it's not a big deal in the regular season um, for for guys like Jokic, right? So, Jokic, like I said, in the regular season, he's an average defender. He's not going to necessarily be a defensive liability in the regular season. However, when you look at his production on that side of the floor um, over the last two years in the playoffs, once you get to the playoffs, it's a completely different story. I mean, the playoffs
1: don't matter for MVP.
0: Yeah, and well, they don't matter for MVP. I'm just saying in terms yeah, of
1: in terms how of good,
0: coming how in. good of how good of a defender you are, that matters in the MVP discussion. So. Um, we all know that, you know, when he played against AD in the 2020 playoffs, um, his defensive rating went way down. And then again in 2021 against DeAndre Ayton. So we we just know that, you know, based on those numbers, um, yeah, you should, I guess you should only take account to his defense in the regular season. But for me, it's just, it's not even close. And not to mention the fact that, Nobody wants to see a guy, I don't care who it is, win three MVPs in a row. So that's just something that the NBA traditionally doesn't allow. And I certainly don't think they should allow that this year. Um, if you're if you're only gonna give Michael Jordan five MVPs throughout the course of his entire career, then you're not gonna give Jokic three in a row. Like that just that just doesn't make sense at all. So if if you're only gonna give Jordan five total, uh that, that would just be ridiculous to see uh, Nikola Jokic get three in a row. I certainly don't want to see it. I feel like Embiid. I think Embiid deserved the award last year, um, and so he missed too and that, many
1: games last year. Too many games.
0: Uh, yeah, he missed he missed some games, but I, I think he, he still he he still should have been the winner last year. And I think they're that they're going to take that into account. They won't admit that. But they will take that into account when they, they see that and they're like, you know, they, they're they going to realize, yeah, well, he probably should have won it last year anyway. They're definitely going to give it to him this year unless he gets injured
1: well, or something team, right?
0: like that. But like right now, these two teams are on two different trajectories and uh, um, Denver's just having a, a rough go of the season right now. Uh, but we're going to talk about Denver a little bit later in terms of what their matchups are could potentially look uh look like in the playoffs but yeah certainly give me joel Embiid for the mvp award this year
1: so do you take into account at all knowing that the east and west are completely different comp- competition in each conference you take any account that 76ers are sitting in the east and nuggets are sitting in the west where it's loaded up with competition and talent and everything Do you take any account into that
0: yes i would take all of that into account because if we, as we've discussed on this show before um, when you have all of those elite teams in the East, all of those teams play, you know, at least when you're talking about the top three Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, I would even throw the Miami heat in there. All of those teams play elite defense. So it's actually a much tougher road to win an MVP award and to get to that record um that they're at right now 47 and 22 as i said before they have a better record than denver meanwhile denver's playing in a, a conference where there's very little defense played but so there's, it's there's certainly a tougher road. road it's a tougher road for mb i mean you're playing the west You're you're not going to go up against too many elite defensive teams i mean i guess the best one of the best defensive teams i would say in the west would be the clippers but in the regular season, not even the Clippers really give a shit about defense. So I, I would say that would add to my argument for Embiid is that he's got a much tougher road to put up numbers like that in a conference where they play elite defense.
1: So, yeah, you're sitting at a, what, a three-team separation from the rest of the league in the East on that versus, meanwhile, Denver's still in the first place against a very volatile West situation. But uh, we we agree, though, that the West is closer, a more competitive conference than the East is because those top three will just interchange. After that, anything can happen beyond the three spot in the East.
0: Yeah. And again, it's yeah, it's definitely more competitive. But um, I just think that when we get into the postseason, I mean, I I don't trust Denver at all. Uh, We'll talk about a little bit later on who they might be matching up with in the first round. But. I mean, the West, there's so many unknowns. I mean, we don't know if KD is going to be 100%. We certainly don't know if LeBron's going to be 100% if they even make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, like it, it's it's going to be a wild, wild West for sure. And that the seedings don't really matter to me. I think the seeding matters when you get into the playoffs in the East. But Western Conference, I mean, I think you can throw the seeds right out the window because um, the all these teams are so close. And it's just it's gonna be a cutthroat Western conference playoffs this year.
1: Yeah. So for me, Embiid, it's only six games back of the amount of games played to Joker. <clears throat> so I, I don't hold that accountable to him yet. I think if he probably misses six more or so, then yes, I will I'll start judging it pretty hard. But I'd say if you're only six games back, that's pretty average amongst the league, anyways, uh for games played. So that's huge for Embiid. That's a thing that Embiid hasn't done for a couple of years now. Uh, Of playing 56, soon to be 60 plus, for this guy, Uh, he definitely out stats Joker in most categories. You know, outside of the assist portion, of course, but that's just Joker's ball. That's just what he does down low. Is he finds the good shot? That's why they keep winning games. He allows his teammates to be open. But I think from an MVP standpoint, I have Joel Embiid right now as the favorite. I have Joel Embiid as the winner. I would pick Joel Embiid to win. <clears throat> the MVP, if it ended tomorrow at this point, just cause he, he is uh, currently playing better. He's playing like he did last year before he got hurt. I think last year it was the amount of games missed that's killed him or else. Otherwise he would have won, but missing those games, not being on the field is not, not being on the court is not what you want in MVP. And so that's why you got to con- take that in consideration uh, of, of an MVP race in that play. So, yeah. I I'm with you, Jason. I like it. I like, uh, Embiid. I like that you went beyond just the stats that everybody else sees. You have to look at it as an overall view Embiid does play a better basketball, uh, overall than Joker. It's just a matter of, can he stay on the court? And currently right now, six games missed compared or six games, uh, difference from Joker. I'm in, I'm still in. I, I love this. I love Embiid. I love Joel getting this here. And I I'm, I'm agreeing with, I'm agreeing with you, Jason.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the thing with Embiid is, you know, you just – you don't want the guy to get hurt. And, I mean, right. at this point, when when he's this close to winning the award, I mean, nobody wants to see that shit. I mean, like I said earlier, this nobody was, wants –
1: This last year, too, and then he got hurt for, like, the last two, three weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you're a Nuggets fan, I mean, oh. nobody wants to see Jokic win three in a row. That's just so ridiculous. I mean, I understand it's it's just a regular season award, but my gosh, dude, like that team – they've never accomplished anything in the playoffs. And so yeah. I just. It doesn't
1: matter, man. Yeah. That's, that's what it don't matter to the MVP race. It doesn't matter what they yeah. do. The I just, match. I think
0: it's, I think it's ridiculous. And I don't think, gosh, I mean, they, I, I could even see it, giving it to somebody else. If if Embiid were to get injured, you know, God forbid that happens. I, I could see the NBA still not giving it to Joker well, just because like the, the writers are probably getting sick of this shit by now.
1: Well, who would they give it to? if It wouldn't be Embiid. I don't care. Give
0: it two weeks. I don't really care. Give it to Tatum. I don't give a shit. Give it to somebody. Give it to Markel Fultz. My gosh, just don't don't give it to Don't give it to that guy three Kevin years. Durant.
1: Ago. <laughs> nah, I, I look, if hopefully nothing happens. I'm not I don't want anything to happen, Joel. I hopefully it doesn't cuz this guy, we've seen him, you know, when he's healthy, he plays dominant. He's a dominant force. He's definitely one of the superstars we would hate to see we i hate seeing stuff happen to joel and you know joker doesn't want if he's going to win an mvp he doesn't want to win it because this guy missed two weeks right i mean that they they're all got respect for each other so it's not like joker's like oh cool i win another mp it's like well if dean don didn't get freaking hurt again we would, would it, we'd be a closer race so that's well yeah
0: about. i mean I, I would like to see uh, – I know he's not really dealing with any injuries that we know of right now, but I, I would like to see them give uh, Embiid just just another – give him another rest game, man. Just just keep that yeah, guy fresh. Yeah,
1: especially down the stretch because you're going to need him in the playoffs this year. It, yeah, for yeah, sure. As, as bad as the East may look in their standings, it's still going to be a battle over there uh, for the playoffs. So uh, I got a question for you, Jason, just kind of popped in my mind. Should, and this can be overall, this can be all sports, okay, going into play. Should the MVP be named after the season's complete? So that's playoffs, title game, and everything. Should the MVP be in consideration for the whole regular season, the playoffs, the title game, and then you have an award ceremony after the whole completion of the season? And that can be any, that's all sports.
0: I would say no on that because it's kind of one of those things like, um, you know, when the NFL went to a 17 game season, like to me, a lot of those records that are going to be broken don't really matter now. So if it, a lot of these NFL records, if they get broken, I mean, like nobody's going to take it seriously because you got one extra game now. Um, I would say that if you change that MVP award, to make it include everything, um, I think it's going to affect, it's going to affect the entire history of the sport because I mean, my gosh, I mean, you, you would have given Kobe a lot more MVP awards. You would have given Jordan a lot more MVP awards. Um, you would have given LeBron probably a few more. And so, yeah, I, I don't like changing. I mean, that's a major thing to change that it's massive. It's in the middle of nowhere. So I wouldn't do it. And and plus you've got guys like, you know, James Harden, a few years back, Russell Westbrook, a few years back that just had these really great like seasons of, of seasons that we've never seen before. And we may never see again. And those players should be celebrated even if they shit the bed in the playoffs. I mean, when you have an amazing season like that, that should be celebrated with an award, and so I, I kind of like the way that it is right now.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I, I'm I'm kind of for what you said there. It I think the regular season needs to be recognized separately. Playoffs need to be recognized separately. So I I, I agree with you on that. that's that yeah,
0: too. Fun. What about you? Got to remember guys like Peyton Manning too, mm-hmm. who notoriously you know for the the biggest part of Peyton Manning's career. I mean, he didn't really do shit, and in, in the playoffs, in terms of you know, winning being games, cons- being consistent. And so, but, you know, guys like that, guys who are really good regular season players. I know we give them a lot of shit on this show. Oh, well, yeah. Um, they, they <laughs> You know, these guys that are amazing, kind of like Jokic, you know, they're amazing. Jokic is like the Peyton Manning of the NBA. They're never going to do shit in the playoffs, but they should be celebrated for their accomplishments.
1: Yeah, especially if they play 72 games in a freaking season. Right. <laughs> it's before for the playoffs, So. Fair point. Fair point. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll transition here. I'm going to get your brief thoughts here. I don't want to talk too long on this because, you know, it's Los Angeles. Sure, you go,
0: Tanner. I know you want to talk forever about this topic.
1: <laughs> it was uh, suggested by our other co-host that was on last week that he would like to know if LeBron was healthy. Let's just say LeBron was healthy like he was prior to the All-Star break. Would this Lakers team make the playoffs would they be a playoff contender what's your what's your take jason
0: so well right now that's a big if um but i i think he's going to be reevaluated with that foot injury here in about a week um so i mean if he's healthy no i'm i'm going to tell you if he is 100% um and this this kind of it pains me to say this, guys, because we all know how important LeBron is to the NBA. LeBron is kind of like Tiger Woods is to golf. It's better for the league. It's better for the sport if LeBron James is making a deep playoff run. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen this year. And it's not because of LeBron. I I just don't trust Anthony Davis right now. Um, he's been kind of inconsistent uh, you look at his last couple of games uh he was 26 and 10 against Dallas uh, he had a game off before that um, for you know rest then he went 35 and 17 against the Pelicans but then a couple of games before that he only puts up 17 points against the Knicks he only puts up eight points against the Raptors um I just don't see Anthony Davis as being a guy who's gonna be consistent in a playoff run uh, because LeBron would have to depend on him a little bit more than he has in years past because LeBron, you know, we always talk about AD and his injury management. Well, LeBron's gonna need more help, especially in a playoff run. He's gonna need more production from Anthony Davis. And at this stage in Anthony Davis's career, I, I just don't trust the guy. Uh, he kind of strikes me as a guy who, you know, once he got that first championship ring, it was just kind of like, okay, I finally finally got that off, big monkey off of my shoulders. Now I can just, you know, just kind of show up for work every day. And not to say that he's not trying, but I, I just don't see the the fire. I don't see the consistency from Anthony Davis. And, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. You know, maybe they will go on a playoff run. But it's not going to be very far. I mean, you look at the standings right now. Um it's they would be if if they if they could at least get to that eight seed, the Lakers. Now, first they've got to make it to the play-in. I mean, they're they're right on they're right on the edge of missing that play-in game right there with the Utah Jazz. So <laughs> that could be a big ask just to make the play-in tournament. But once they do, if if they were to for instance, make that 8 seed, and let's just say Golden State ended up with the 7 seed. If they go up against Denver in that 1-8 matchup, yeah, I, I could totally see a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD and that Lakers team beating the Denver Nuggets in the first <gasps> round. That would not surprise me at all. You guys all know that I do not trust Denver in the playoffs. Um and I, I just, but you go to that second round. That's when it ends. Yeah. Okay. They're done. So right now they would play the winner of that four or five matchup with, which would be the Suns or the Clippers. They would lose to either one of those teams. The Lakers are not going to compete with the Clippers. They are not going to compete with the Suns. I was, I don't care if Kevin Durant's like eighty to eighty-five percent they have no chance against either one of those teams.
1: Let's say Katie so, doesn't play. Do you pick do you pick the Sun still?
0: Well, if Katie doesn't play, then the Clippers are winning that fucking series. So that that would never happen. And no. I mean, the, the Clippers the Clippers would easily be able to handle the Lakers and so my my ceiling. I'm giving you my ceiling right now. If they make the play in, get the 8 seed, their ceiling is to beat Denver in that first round, and then they're done. Absolutely done. Because they don't have the health. They certainly don't have the youth, the superstar youth. Now, as I stated earlier on this show, I love what they did to the roster. I, I love what Malik Beasley is doing. You know, he's a career 40% three-point shooter. D'Angelo Russell is is hitting his threes. So they've got shooters now. They've got competent point guard play, which they didn't necessarily have when they had Russell Westbrook in there. Um, but I love the roster, but there's, there's, they, the superstars are just too old, man. And I understand like, you don't think Anthony Davis is that old. Well, he's old man in basketball years because the guy, (laughs) the guy can't stay on the floor. So, you know, in terms of his, his basketball usage and his minutes, and just his overall health, man, that that guy is ancient. And I, I think you know, LeBron James would be more likely to me at his age to make it through a full playoffs than Anthony Davis.
1: Oh, by far, I,
0: I think AD would be the guy that would probably get hurt. And so I just, I just, yeah, you just can't trust him. And I think you know, if I were a Lakers fan, dude, that. <laughs> That'd be like winning the Super Bowl for me. I mean, if I understand with the when you're a Lakers fan, you don't care. You only care about championships. But yeah. I mean, if they if they could pull off that upset against Denver in the first round, I mean, shit, go celebrate at that point. Cause that that'd be like winning a championship for me if I were a Lakers fan, because they're they're not going any farther than that, barring some catastrophic injuries around the the Western Conference. So um, yeah, I mean, I I always want to see LeBron make a deep playoff run, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen this year.
1: So, just a clarification here on AD's last two weeks: he's played six games, he's been 35.5 minutes per game, 25.8 points per game, as well as 13.7 rebounds per game. So he's playing at a fair, you know, a fairly decent to high level when he is playing. Uh, which is seems a little bit more than not lately, which is good for him and good for the Lakers. And looking at the standings, you know, we pointed out earlier, the Lakers are currently in the play-in. And I didn't think they'd even be close to the play-in after LeBron went down. But IED, Malik Beasley, and that crew has kept this Lakers team in it. This team, if LeBron came back today, let's just say LeBron comes back within the next week, right? Potentially. If he gets back in the next week, I could see this team overtaking Oklahoma city. I could see them taking over Minnesota. And if the golden state warriors continue to tumble down, uh, in their misery for whatever the heck it is, I see them overtaking golden state and possibly sneaking in, uh, to, to a top play in game seat. Cause if they're already, if they're barely 500, not, not at 500, if they're just barely under 500 and sitting in the play in game. Meanwhile, they're only a couple of games back from each team in that play in little series there. Like there's no reason why LeBron James, if he's healthy, hopefully, if he's 80%, don't let him play. He needs to be 90 plus to be able to play, to be an effective guy for that Lakers team. Cause they need LeBron in there to give him that extra level. Give me, well, give me LeBron at 90%. And I'm taking the Lakers to overtake Minnesota at least.
0: So just to clarify, you're giving him a shot to get back to the the sixth seed and and not even have to play in the play-in tournament. They
1: could potentially do that. Dallas has not been looking great. I will tell you this. I will tell you this.
0: I I do not. I don't think that's the best scenario for them because I think um, if they ended up with a sixth seed and had to play the Suns or Grizzlies in the first round, um, I, I think your odds of making it out of the first round actually go down. In that scenario, I would much rather see, let's just assume that the standings stay as they are with that number one and number two seed. I would much rather see LeBron James and the Lakers go up against Sacramento or Denver in the first round that I would have to, to go up against John ja Morant and the Grizzlies. Are you kidding me? Hey, I'm not saying they're going to they go, go up against them. Kevin Durant and the Suns. I, I think it's a better outcome to go first round. It. So I, I I think that's the best case scenario is to actually have to play in that play-in and end up, I'd, I'd much rather have the seven or the eight seed because I like those matchups a lot better for the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I'll, look, I'm not saying they're going to go like, you know, three rounds deep or anything like this. I'm just saying they have the potential to be playoff worthy and not have to deal with that play in game of where they sit right now. Yeah. That's-
0: and I, that, and I, I, I would also be concerned about LeBron James's legacy here. If they, let's say they're in the play in and they get the number seven or the number eight seed, if if they can win, if they can beat one of those two teams, Nuggets or the Kings, which I firmly believe that those would be good matchups for the Lakers, that's gonna look good on LeBron's legacy to be able to get out of the first round um, with that team with all the injury history that they've had this year. Um, meanwhile, if he gets bounced, in the first round, or doesn't even make the play-in, that's gonna make that's gonna look bad on if LeBron he does, James's yeah. legacy. And so I think, you know, I I want to see him get out of the first round. I for me, yes. that's very important. It's very important for his legacy.
1: He just needs to. Be, he he doesn't need to come back if he's not healthy. That's all. I, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Right. We got Carlos out here. Carlos, man, New Yorker. Thanks for coming in, dude. Appreciate you. He says, I'm not sure you can trust any of those veterans nowadays. KD, CP3, the beard, LeBron. I remember the best last Hall of Fame player who was dependable was Mr. Ray Allen, who was on that Miami team there. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: with you. I'm with you on a couple of those. I I still trust a healthy LeBron and a healthy KD, but I I haven't trusted the beard or CP3 (laughs) in years. Hey, I didn't trust the beard when he was in his prime, dude. It's
1: true, you did. Yeah, because
0: what? I mean, him and CP3, they they made it to the finals. What, like I think it was one year. Yeah. So like they, but other than that, like they they completely shit the bed historically in the playoffs. So I never trusted CP3 or the beard. That was when they were in their prime, but. so, but that's a different story, but like KD and LeBron. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you on their health. I don't trust the health of either one of them, but um, you know, I would like to see a healthy KD and a healthy LeBron. Cause that, that would be, that'd be fun to watch. I mean, I think after this year,
1: different. the league's different when both of those guys are. Healthy. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think after this year, I mean, we're, we're going to be able to easily say next year that LeBron is washed. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think, possibly next year you'll be able to say that KD is washed because it's getting to the point now where they're in the twilight of both of their careers and they, they can't, we don't trust them to stay on the floor. So you might, you might be looking at both of those guys next year and saying, yeah, those guys are washed.
1: It might be time for a new regime. Uh, Carlos also says Memphis does look scary. Yes, they do. When they get John Morant back, it should be a lot different as well. Uh, A little bit more scarier. The Team is about eight deep, and that's what that yeah, exactly. Uh Nuggets are struggling. Portland is up and down. Maybe it's Golden State that can recuperate and make a run. Look, like I said, Golden State, they were they were at that five seed when we talked. Jason, when you and I talked last a couple Sundays ago, they were at the five seed. And now they're sitting in the playing game. So it's it's amazing how much stuff, how how things change in the in the West from week to week.
0: Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, I think my biggest concern with the Warriors is like, we don't even know where Andrew Wiggins is. I mean, yeah. presumably he's alive clinically, but um, we, we don't know what's going on with the guys. So, I mean, when we were making all these projections over the past few weeks and I, I told you guys, oh yeah, the, you know, the Warriors are champs. They should certainly be the favorites to repeat. And I was assuming that, they were going to have a full roster, Andrew Wiggins is huge. Like he's he always guards the other team's best player. And that if they don't have him, I mean they're cooked. Like you can yeah. just go ahead and you can write him off right now. Cause with no Wiggins, they're not going to be guarding anybody. I mean that team's going to suck. They'll put up a lot of points. They might make it out of the first round, but you're not going to trust them in the playoffs. Going back to uh what the commenter said about the Grizzlies, though, yeah, I totally agree with you. They are extremely scary. And that's why I told you it would not be good if the Lakers got to that sixth seed and have to go up against the Grizzlies in the first round, they will get torched. They will get manhandled by the Grizzlies in the first round. And so that's why I was telling you guys their best chance is to be that seven or seven or eight spot. You match up against the Kings or Nuggets. You have a legit chance to knock one of those two teams off.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It would not be pretty either way, but I think uh, some will call it a win if the Lakers even touched the playoffs this year. So, all right. I think it's time. I think it's time for the update, everybody. Oh, I just stopped my screen. Hang on. So Jason, last we talked here, you we started a little, little end of this end of the video series of where you give us your current seedings and your current playoff picture as we go through the season. So let's bring it up here. Let's we'll start with the East. Currently, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly are handedly sitting at one, two, and three. Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn round out the bottom three of the playoff in and the play-in games, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, with Washington, Indiana sitting on the on the outside there. So let's start here. Let's start with the playing games. Who are your four playing teams?
0: All right, so starting with the East, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that I, I, I'm i going to leave the Pacers and the Wizards out of this. So I, I think you've got your four teams that are going to be in that play-in tournament. Okay. Um, I do think the Heat are the seventh best team, and so I think they win the play-in tournament. Um, I, I don't trust the Hawks right now. I mean, I, I love – that backcourt tandem of DeJounte Murray and, uh, the ice tray. Um, I don't necessarily trust them. I think the Raptors could make it out of that play in tournament and, and overtake the Hawks for that number eight seed.
1: Okay. All right. So we got, you have Miami and who was it? Toronto.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with Miami yeah. and Toronto for That's that. Seven and eight eight. Spot.
1: Okay. All right. Who's your, who's your next three?
0: Ah, uh, so we're going one through six.
1: yeah, one through six.
0: yeah, so i don't I don't think you're gonna see a lot of movement here. Um, i i've I said previously that I, I think you could see the nets sliding down. so that that would be a scenario that would not surprise me. Um I said that if the heat are in the play in, I think they will win that tournament, but I still see the possibility. Um, And I am willing to predict that the Nets will continue to slide um, into that play-in situation. So if the the Nets slide down and the Heat go up to number six, that's not going to surprise me at all. Outside of that, I think it's going to remain as is with one exception. I think the 76ers, the way that Embiid is playing right now, and Celtics have been a little bit shaky as of late. I do think the 76ers will end up getting that number two seed in the East, but everything else stays the same.
1: Interesting. So Boston dropping down to a potential three in that scenario. And they would face then the sixth seed, which is potentially Miami in your books. Yes. Gotcha. That that would be, that would be a, a pretty, pretty great series I think in that play. So then you'd have Milwaukee in Toronto. No, you'd have, is that right?
0: Yeah, um, I've got uh, Milwaukee would go up against uh, whoever I said for the eight seed would be Toronto, and then, and then let's, really, just, yeah, you know, let's just yeah, let's just assume glad. that that we'll assume that the Nets are going to slide down, and that the Heat get that six seed. Then I would have the Heat versus Celtics, which um, I think it would be competitive, but I don't think you're going to see too many surprises. I think. In the West playoffs, you're going to see all the surprises in the world. But in the East, I don't think you're going to see a lot of surprises outside of those, you know, when those top three teams get to the point deep in the playoffs when they start to face each other. Um, You know, I don't really give like the Cavaliers a fighter's chance of getting out. I mean, if if the four or five game ends up being Cavs and Knicks, um that's great. Whatever happens doesn't really matter because they're going to get torched by Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be interesting take right there. I love, I love that kind of matchup there. I agree with all your teams, by the way. I don't think Atlanta. I think Atlanta's been too inconsistent. I think Chicago still has a lot to prove to be able for me to even get close to picking them to come out of that playing series. So uh, I agree there. Let's let's go to the Western here. Uh, Currently looking in here at the playing situation, Golden State, Minnesota, OKC, and the L.A. Lakers. And you're currently got one through six of Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, the Clippers, and Dallas. Outside outside looking in is Utah, New Orleans, and Portland. All right, let's talk about the playing game first, Jason. For the West, who you got?
0: All right, so I'm going to assume here that Wiggins comes back. And he's available. Okay, now that's a huge, huge assumption because he could be done for the season. We really don't know. Uh, I'm going to assume that he's going to be back, and I'm going to go ahead and give the Warriors um, that seven seed. So I'm going to assume that the Warriors they're they're not going to get be able to make it back to that six seed. So I think they're going to have to be in the play-in tournament. Um, but if Wiggins comes back, I'll give Warriors for the seven seed. And I'm gonna give the Thunder the eight seed. Okay. Oh, all right. Give the Thunder. I think I think the Lakers, you know, like as I stated earlier, you know, I would love to see them healthy. And if if they are healthy, I mean I, I would certainly give the Lakers that eight seed if everybody's healthy. I'm gonna assume that they're not gonna be healthy. So I don't trust the Timberwolves this year. You know, I, I love the Ant-Man, but I, I can't really stand any of the other stars on that team. Um, however, I, I really like uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Okay. Um, and I think that he's he's a good enough player to take over um, a play-in situation. And so I, if the Lakers are not healthy, give me the Thunder to be the number eight seed. Um, and then we go to the top six, um i'm gonna go ahead and say that the clippers will overtake phoenix because we don't know how long KD is going to be out so i think the matchup is going to stay the same but i think the clippers will host that four or five series and so give me the clippers to be the four i'll take the suns to be the five and we'll leave the mavericks right there at that number six seed um, I also give me the Grizzlies to overtake the Kings. I will take the Kings to be the number three seed and I will take the Nuggets and Grizz to be the one in the two spots.
1: Gotcha. Currently Memphis is at the two seed now, uh, with Nuggets at the one. So you're kind of seeing it in a way, all you're doing is flipping Phoenix and the Clippers then.
0: Yeah. Well, That. so right now, um, so the Kings and Grizzlies have the same record,
1: but yeah, the, uh, the
0: Kings. The Kings are actually the number two seed right now, as I'm seeing it.
1: Oh, I got it pulled up here on Yahoo Sports. There, uh, okay. That the Memphis is up, but it's it's like you said, it's been interchangeable back and forth there. Both teams have been playing lights out, even despite no John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I I'm kind of with you. I, I'm okay with seeing this here. I think Memphis and the Kings go back and forth for a while there. I think the Nuggets figure out life and keep that one seed. Uh, I, I agree with you on the Clippers and Phoenix swapping spots. And if Dallas can figure life out for whatever reason, and they've, they've got two wins in a row so far, I think even them could pass Phoenix for that uh, and put Phoenix in the sixth seed uh, going in the playoffs. So I actually have Dallas above Phoenix. I have Phoenix dropped down in the sixth seed. And then for me, I actually agree with you. I got Golden State coming out as the seven and Oklahoma City. Coming out as the eight, so I, I'm I'm all for it. I got I got pretty similar to you, just a couple in the top six interchanging. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely gonna be a wild ride here as we enter almost our April here. We're about two weeks away from April. uh April, I believe it's fifteenth, is when the NBA playoffs start. April eleventh is when the playing game tournament starts. So, we're we're almost there, guys. We're less than a month away till the plans to happen. So. Troy out here is Troy. Phoenix will figure out life before Dallas. (laughs) Well,
0: that, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, that, that could be a toss up, but I will tell you this, if if I'm running to make a bet right now at the sports book with so many unknowns in the West and Andrew Wiggins up in the air for golden state, I I'm running to the sports book and I'm going to make a bet on Milwaukee to win the championship. And
1: currently, it looks like the uh, best odds on that is plus 340 uh, for Milwaukee and Boston. And they kind of lead the charge in all that there. Phoenix is still plus 450, despite being a four seed, which is second best in the league for odds. So, you know, apparently everybody's banking on KD coming back. I'm going to go put... I mean, if I I was going to do anything, which I might still do, I'm probably putting a few bucks on Memphis and Sacramento from uh, on the west and then probably Philly uh on the on the east uh for that one just to uh, see if I can get some value if something happens you know so you never know yeah i think
0: it's definitely the west is wide open for KD oh, yeah. and Suns I, I mean it's just wide open
1: they are they're just that that west division i feel like it's just so close to the you know they're all competitive they're all really close it's just a matter of if we can get more more momentum in the street going to the playoffs so all right, Jason, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Guys, I appreciate y'all commenting in. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow. Uh, we're also on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Apple Podcasts, ETC, in case you guys can't make ever make a YouTube show. We got those audios that drop uh, shortly after the show here. So make sure you guys check us out. Uh, Joker, Oren Bean, Mina, Mina. <laughs> What's up, Mina? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can
0: go uh, ahead and you, rewind yeah rewind, rewind there,
1: there. You're, you're gonna see it at the, at the beginning we got we got joker and b we got our picks here as of if it ended tomorrow so obviously this may change in a week you never know we'll see what happens so everybody thanks again for watching uh tune in to let's talk sports here uh here at about one eastern as we get a great show i'll be with dan harris on the on the let's talk sports channel so everybody have a fabulous weekend enjoy some college basketball nba at night of course and we'll uh we'll catch you next week see you guys
0: see you guys